Hello, my lady. Hello, my lovely. Hello, my good time friends. It's me, Sabina, host of the spiritual podcast. And that is what you're listening to right now, the spiritual podcast and Sabina. We are here. I am here. I haven't gone that insane yet, although I already have created staff that does not exist. Um, Claire, um, she does exist. I'm sorry. That was a lie. <sighs> it's a secret. Anyway, she's staring at me. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'll do 10 pushups later. Promise I'll be a good girl. I have important news that is very important. That's why it's important news. It's also very helpful and also very important. And also very important because it's very helpful. And that is important information about the Nakshatra Purnavasu. Um, Claire Nocti did a video on Purnavasu just recently. And she did a beautiful job. I just wanted to add my two cents from someone who has this in their D9 chart, who has their rising signs depositor there, their moon signs depositor in there, conjunct it um, in D9. I really want to talk about this because I've been going through a lot of these experiences and it's been coming to light now that my Saturn is matured. And well into my maturation, um, I'm turning 28 now in uh, just a couple days on the 18th. Happy birthday to me. Thank you. I know a thing or two about this because I've been, I've been going through some things. I've been learning things. I've been realizing some things. Um, so I want to share those things with you because these really... First of all, these really painful, difficult nakshatras are also the most commonly not understood fully. And um, also there's a lot of information that comes out when people are speaking about them that aren't necessarily helpful or completely accurate all the all all the way around. You know, they're very complicated. They're um, they're very difficult and complicated. And it's people try their best to ship away at them and to make sense of them, but it's very, very, very seldom that they do. And a lot of times, the more they try to do that, the more they actually do the opposite of helpfully speak about what it is and why it's there and so on and so forth. In my perspective, from what I've experienced and what I've learned. Now, nobody's perfect and everything happens for a fucking reason, right? So regardless, like, there's helpful information in every single person's information that they share about these things, about any divination, anything. Um, so that being said, I wanted to throw my two cents in that I've discovered um, that can be extremely enlightening and, and healing and informative when it comes to Purnavasu, um, especially if it's in your D9 chart specifically, because I'm talking about somebody, I'm talking about my experiences as someone who has it that way. So just remember also when you're, whenever you're like reading up on, um, nakshatras or any sign or any number, looking it up on YouTube, there, this is all caveated information. You are not one single nakshatra. Your charts have multiple signs, multiple numbers, multiple placements. 
Um, and you know, it's, it's easy to get wrapped up into the negative information that comes out through them and not see, you know, the forest for the trees. So that's why I'm here because I go through that a lot. I have five of my karmic tail in destiny matrix and I sit here and I decipher and I experience a lot of information that ends up hurting me. And then I end up making it right because I have five and 20 that's you know the hierophant and justice and I have the 15 which is like a rubble a rubble rebelling against unfair unjust embedded ingrained information so I am going to step on toes and I'm sorry I'm sorry but not sorry and here we are so Purnavasu let's talk about it Purnavasu is symbolized by the swan out of many things. There's a, it's also the quiver and arrows, I believe. Is it bow and arrows? Yeah. Or is it just arrows? Um, sparrows? No. No. But there's, I know there's arrows involved. I swear I know things. Swan is the animal behind <laughs> Purnavasu. And it's the ugly duckling story. So that that is all you need to know. That is what Purnavasu is. It's the ugly duckling story. Period. On God. <laughs> oh God, I hate myself for saying that. Oh no. No. Let me take it back, Jesus. Sorry. Sorry, Gen Z. Sorry, I just had a millennial moment. We tend to have, like, it's just, you know, just like how I used to, like, it was, like, nails on a chalkboard with, like, low-key. I really wanted to, like, punch someone every single time I heard low-key. I don't I don't usually have that with On God, but now that I said it, I want to punch someone. You know what I mean? Like, it's, maybe I just maybe I just need a little bit of water right now. Maybe I should take a little break before I start to finish this. <laughs> anyway, it it is it is just that. Simply that. The ugly duckling story, right? And then then <laughs> then the caveats begin. Where and how is your Purnavasu placed? What chart is it placed in? What is it placed with? And where are you on your journey? What are your rising signs? What are your rising signs throughout your charts, especially D9? Because D9 speaks about what you've accomplished and like what you're going to garner from the most in life, who you really are at the end of the day. Typically, whatever you got going on in your D9 chart is your dominance, dominant planets in Western. You know, I've seen this time and time again, where whatever planet you have very significantly, significantly placed plays a significant role in your D9 chart to certain extents, right? It, it really is that case where, you know, that's how it plays out. Even to what sign that dominant planet is in in Western astrology is going to play a significant role within your Vedic astrology in general. In general. Not just your D9 chart. Um it just highlights, you know, how like Vedic astrology is a little bit more K2-esque. It's like the unspoken shadowy side of things 
you know, or it's like in Western astrology, you won't hear people talk much about like what sign your dominant planet is in, right? However, that's an extremely impactful part of who you are. It's a huge part of who you are and why you're here. And that's then talked about more in Vedic astrology and Western astrology tends to focus more on the surface level of things. It's more Rahu, right? Um, and there's nothing wrong with either or both are important and both have good and bad to them as with all things. And that being said, <laughs> when you have Purnavasu, depending on how things are for you, depending on what's meant for you to grow and learn from, depending on how far you've gone through your evolution stages in life as a soul, just in general, like where are you at? Are you an Aries rising in D9 or are you a Pisces rising in D9? Are you small planet dominant in D9? Or are you outer planet dominant in D9? Are you outer planet dominant in Western astrology? Do you have a very dominant outer planet that is more dominant than inner planets? Chances are you are an older sign at the core of yourself. When you look at at the core charts of you in Vedic astrology, you will find that you are at the older stages of evolution in, you know, in your soul's expansion. So how are you going to be experiencing Purnavasu? Depends on where you're at, depends on how you've evolved, depends on what lessons you're still needing to learn and depending on um, what you're here to do, right? So a Purnavasu native can, can be the beast who gets the rose from the witch or it can be the phantom of the opera or the V from Vendetta Dude. Or it can be the witch that hands the rose to the beast um, and or it could be Belle or both. It could be Nanny McPhee, right? Or it can be anything along those lines where your appearance plays a role in the evolution of yourself and others, right? This is when you start to challenge the surface level things. And the very first way that we start to challenge ourselves is on the surface, is through the surface things. It's also the very deepest part of spiritual development and development just in general as a soul is when you start to challenge superficiality, right? And there's so many things that trickle behind that that is completely encompassed and encased within Purnavasu because it is Cancer and Gemini. It's, you know, that we got Jupiter going on over here, right? So there's surface level Mercury, right? Who's fast, 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 make it simple, make it fast, make it simple, make it fast. And then there's Jupiter who's like, make it philosophical. Make it... And then moon's like, make it emotional, right? So it is painful because you're, you're talking about emotional philosophy rooted in intellect. So it challenges your ego. It challenges your ego in a very painful way because these are egoic things that are trapped and embedded in your emotional body that are directly related to how you emotionally respond and how you feel secure in life emotionally. So it's very fucking painful. It challenges you in a way that can be extremely difficult, right? 
because you're talking about your mental health and your emotional health and how it's connected with the two and beliefs that are connected directly to that that can traumatize you when something is shooken up in that in that little area in your life this is crisis this is crisis of faith this is crisis of everything this is crisis right so when you for instance i'm going to now speak about my personal experiences cuz that's what i know the most um, that I can like dig deeper into what has been said, what it is, because I know firsthand and I can speak more through my own perspective. That is why I speak about my own things more than I speak about other things, because I know that I know those things a little bit deeper. I can tell you more about those things because I've uncovered more about those things because I've personally gone through them. And that's why I'm here. This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm hot. <laughs> just kidding um having pranavasu in your d9 chart can tend to say that and I, I don't think it's even with your d9 chart necessarily it could be like pranavasu placement in your fifth house or pranavasu in your seventh house right um anywhere but i have it in my fifth house and so it tends to show up in romantic connections quite often where um, it's like, and this is what I've noticed later on in life, specifically playing out to the largest extent with Saturn matured here, is that the people that showed up in my life really challenged me about my perspective on life in different areas, in different ways. Um, you know, they weren't what I was expecting. They weren't my, my, my type, so to speak. They weren't embodying where I was in my perspective on the world and life and philosophy. And for me, that wasn't a painful thing. I am a very old soul. I have Revati and I have Uttarabhadrapada risings all throughout my charts, except for my D1 where I'm in Ashlesha, but that's a fourth Pada Ashlesha, which is Pisces, which is a very old soul situation, very, very advanced. It is what it is. I'm calling a spade a spade. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just telling you who I am and why I'm here and what I have to say. And I'm giving you the weights because I know a lot of people are superficial. I've learned this very, very difficultly recently. Because I also carry the cloak and I'm also the witch with the rose. And I've had to realize just how superficial people are and how I have to show a little bit of ego to get anybody to have to listen to anything I have to say or to take me seriously, which is really um, sometimes painful and frustrating. And it almost feels like I'm cheating, you know, when I do that, like, but it's not really, it's, it's complicated. Anytime you're, you're pitting Jupiter and Mercury together, it gets complicated, but it's necessary because they both kind of, um, you know, uh, complete each other they're the two opposites you know virgo and pisces and gemini and sagittarius are the two opposite sides of the same coin you can't have one without the other which i talked about before recently how like you really need to have that third house information and that sixth house information to really and vice versa right to really know that wisdom between those two things to really have ultimate wisdom you need to be well-rounded right and to to be well-rounded is to have both mercury and jupiter under your belt and not going to 
one extreme or the other and allowing yourself to be just a very balanced human and individual and not go, going into extreme philosophical realms necessarily, but we're, we're never perfect. We're always going back and forth. And then where we go back and forth, the more we learn. I've just had this with soulmates that came up into my personal life with Purnavasu, you know, in my D9 chart. So both of them, both of them made me teeter-totter and, and have aspects to them that would make me teeter-totter and learn more about these things. That's another thing, right? All of that being said, this is also a placement where it could be so difficult because God will put you in situations where you can really deeply get hurt. And it's really hard not to take it personally, not to, you know, just think that your life is cursed and you're cursed and it's all on you. It's because there's something wrong with you so on and so forth. And this is why this information is so important. Typically, women who have this in D9 also have very powerful placements um, when it comes to success and earthly things. And because you have this golden Willy Wonka ticket up your butt, God wants to know that the people that are about to engage with you long term, enough to see the the spouts burst with all like the riches and all of the be- and all the blessings and to be able to carry that well the way they're supposed to they're God's going to test them God's going to test them God uses you to test people this is the witch with the rose coming to beast with the rose right God uses you to test them and At the end of the day, that's what it is. All these disappointments weren't on you. You showed up. You put in the effort. You were there. You were constantly trying to make things right, constantly trying to honor whatever situation that was, whether it was a job, whether it was a friendship, whether it was a relationship, whether it was a situationship, whatever the case may be. Whatever soul contract you were put into, you were there giving it your all. And that person refused to appreciate you. That person refused to honor you. That person refused to treat you right. So you got taken out. If that person chose to have done all the right things and to actually meet you halfway and to work with you and to not treat you like garbage, they would have gotten way more than they've ever bargained for. It doesn't mean because they failed you that they're going to now be cursed for the rest of their lives, but they definitely missed out on a huge jackpot that they would have otherwise you know they they would have had if they wouldn't have done what they did to you and I know that can sound like oh well yeah that's maybe wishful thinking no it's absolutely fucking true when you have this and you're a highly developed soul and you know you know when I when I tell you that you're the witch with the rose you know you're the witch with the rose you know you're that bitch and you're also Belle at the same time a lot of the time you know I have moolah which is also described as Belle from the Be- from Beauty and the Beast. And I have Purnavasu and I have Barani, which is all mentioned together. You know, so it's like, this is something that you go through. It wasn't your fault that that person decided to treat you badly. It wasn't your fault that that person didn't see your worth and your value and refused to look past their hangups and refuse to grow as a person and to see themselves... That's not your fault. You triggered them. You triggered them. And instead of them 
looking at why they're being triggered and actually working that out and being humble enough to address their issues that were coming up, they decided to treat you as a scapegoat and treat you like shit and make you a villain in their story immediately sometimes. Immediately turn you into a villain when you're like probably you know, the most wonderful thing they could have ever experienced in their whole entire lives. You know? And that's not on you. That is not on you. You carry so many blessings that the person that's meant to be with you has to go through that gauntlet Right, these are all stories that also relate to Disney princesses where they're, the prince has to go through some sort of gauntlet to get to the princess. There is like, you know, with a lot of these things, when you're embodying this divine feminine Shakti and you have a lot of these nakshatras that embody these things, the men in your life need to show up and you need to learn to know that if they don't show up, they're not for you. You need to know that that crown is on your head and that you ha- and your value and your worth in the situation. And it's not even about ego. It's about spiritual development. Who's willing to actually go through the gauntlet and make it through the other end? Because that person has to have this information. That person has to have that character. That person has to have all of these qualities that require him to even want to go into the gauntlet in the first place. To be able to be the appropriate partner to you and all that you have to offer once that bell is rung. Once that ring is on your finger, once that contract is written, if they can't, if they don't have what it takes, it's a detriment to them, not only to you. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? If somebody like this came into your life and you fucked up, you weren't ready. You just weren't ready. It just wasn't time for you. So take the lesson. Take the L and take the lesson. A lot of y'all love to say, take the fucking L. Take the L and take the fucking lesson. L is in lesson. Take the lesson and develop now and grow. Right? The train shows up. You didn't make it. You might make another train, but you need to fucking... And you'll have other things in your life that are great. This is just like, you know, a certain path that you could have gotten on if you were ready. But you weren't. And this is also a lesson for that person who had, who, who, for the witch with the rose, you know, like, um, <laughs> going beyond like the symbolism and like the, uh, flat line and sinker, you know, descriptive of it. You as a human being, you're learning to know that you're carrying this powerful thing within you and that people's character gets tested because of you. And not not because you're a bad person. People don't react the way that they react to you because there's something wrong with you. They react the way they react to you because there's something in them that needs to be healed and addressed. And those that don't react that way towards you and see you are very special. In the sense of they've really developed as a human being and as a soul. And that's very rare in today's world. Because there's a lot of new souls. As many as there's old souls that are here to help things, there's a lot of like people that are completely gringo. And um, that's just the way it is. You know? 
And it's true. <laughs> it's true. I know it can be and seem too good to be true and ego baiting and all these. No, it's absolutely the fucking facts when it comes to the situation. When it comes to being a very developed soul and then having Purnavasu in specific placements like the one I've mentioned. Especially, and if this resonates with you, if this is calling you and you know, then it's yours too. So what are your placements? Why is this showing up for you like that? Because you're not the beast. You're not the beast. Some people are the beast and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there there's something that happens to these people's lives after you come in where they have to go through a spiritual awakening. And that is going through some sort of like beast stage where, you know everything crumbles down for them they have a tower moment and they grow from it they have to they have to they have no choice but to grow from your tower moment that you created when um they didn't take when they didn't take the bait they thought that it was something gross and evil and bad when really it was the best thing they could have ever done but they chose not to and if they chose not to they had to grow in a certain way it means they were going a different way and then they need to grow. And if it wasn't for that situation, they wouldn't have grown, you know? So, yeah. <sighs> Chances are you also have tens in your destiny matrix chart, which is the Wheel of Fortune. You are a meal ticket. You are a golden ticket. And people need to be at a certain caliber to engage with you, to carry the responsibility and um, have the character to carry what is to come when this spigot bursts open. You don't want some asshole who's going to turn into some sort of crazy, evil piece of shit, you know, and, and becomes corrupt with all of the goodness and wealth and blessings that will come through. God's not going to let that happen. When you're this like karmically surrounded, you are so incredibly protected. And a lot of times things are disappointments. And I know it's, I know we hear this all the time, but it's very true. They're a redirection and a protection. There is so many things in my life that I was so disappointed of that I couldn't do, that I didn't do, that I didn't get to accomplish, so to speak. But if I accomplished those things, it would have been horrible. It would have been horrible. Like I remember... You know, just even like how I used to be vegan and I wanted to have a successful YouTube channel that was, you know how painful it would have been to have to not only make that realization for myself that I had to quit, but to go through all of the backlashings like of like, you know, publicly being like attacked and canceled and all these things for, you know, stopping being vegan is speaking out against being vegan which is very honorable and really a beautiful thing for the people that have gone through that but I'm just saying like there's certain things like you get spared you get spared when these things are happening you're being spared because you're growing a lot in life and once you do reach that success it's not going to be something you're going to have to turn your back on and then have to like backpedal or go through so much pain and shame or disappointment you're going to be like up, on the up and up, fully and totally and completely. You're never going to have to turn back around and look behind your shoulder or second guess. You know what I mean? 
you're fully, fully grown and developed and whatever the case may be, whatever that fountain of gold is, is going to be something that is not something you're going to change your mind upon. It's not going to be something that's going to fall apart. It's not going to be something that just like changes from day in and day out. It's going to be a stable, solid thing, a stable, solid wealth of everything, basically. And um, yeah, and like I said, with Uttarabhadrapada, playing a role with this, which is the, one of the caveats, um, and Revati in your charts is another one of the caveats, you need, you know, the, these people that are coming into your life need to be, need to be right. And if they're not, they get a lesson that makes them right, and then they go down a different path, and things are better for them ultimately because of it. So that's basically what it is at the end of the day, you know, so give thanks to all of your soulmates that you came across, no matter how painful these disappointments have been, no matter how badly you were treated by people you loved so dearly and felt such a deep soul connection with, it all happened for a greater reason. And I know it's easier said than done. I know like it's, it's so cliche, but a lot of times these cliche things are very true. So give love to the people that have hurt you. You know that those people mean a lot to you on a soul level. And they this was a soul lesson for you to learn and grow from, right? So when you're good and ready, after crying and being angry, give thanks to the situation and just reflect on how much it's going to help you and them in the long run for whatever it is that you had to go through to create more growth and prosperity ultimately for each other and each other's lives and development and evolution of your souls you know so yeah that's all i have to say for today about pranavasu i hope this helped you in your highest divine good um i'm gonna have an episode up soon as well not going anywhere i'm out of hiatus my gosh <laughs> Leorizing and you know, that 12th house, those 12th house transits. I'm still, I'm still pushing out Venus, but (laughs) we're good for the most part. Um, I'll see you guys soon. I love you. One love.